Outlet Profile. You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. Hello and welcome to The Profile. Whether you're listening on air on Premier Christian Radio or on The Profile podcast, it is great to have you with us. This show is brought to you in association with the magazine that I edit, Premier Christianity Magazine. I'm Sam Hales, privileged to be editor of that fantastic publication. We would love to send you a free copy of the latest issue of the magazine. How about that? Why not go to Premier Christianity? dot com forward slash free sample there's no obligation to subscribe we just want you to have a look at the latest issue of the magazine completely free premierchristianity.com forward slash free sample today on the show we've got a special guest for you but i'm going to hand you over now to my colleague lady t and she will introduce our guest on the profile this week My guest on the show is an award-winning choir conductor who has led many choirs and singers. She's the founder of Kingdom Choir, who took centre stage at the Royal (laughs) Wedding last year. Welcome, Karen Gibson. (laughs) Thank you so much. Can I just say, we didn't take centre stage. That was the couple. (laughs) Yeah, you did. I guess the couple did, but it's still a stage. And you were at the centre of it. You were just like, yeah, I'm going to give it. You just have to take it. All Sorry, right. Okay. That's how it is. How are you? I'm all right, you know. I'm, You're looking I'm very good. fresh and just... Am I? Yeah, relaxed. Or is it just how... It yeah, just how I always am. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I did this in the car, actually. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I've got to say, um, it's been just phenomenal to watch you and the choir go from strength to strength to strength. I mean... I guess someone always says, and I've always said it, there's always, you're always one hit or one moment away from that big thing, that big breakthrough that you've been working so hard for. Do you feel that that was it for Kingdom Choir? I I feel so. I I can't deny it really, (laughs) can I? I mean, it was a, a wonderful platform. At the time, I didn't know that there'd be nearly 2 billion people watching. I think I might have been a little bit nervous, maybe, if I don't know that. <laughs> but yeah, completely unexpected, really unexpected. Mm. Um, a complete blessing, not without its challenges, this whole journey. But um, I feel very honoured and very privileged because I know there is an element of representation. Mm, definitely. And so to occupy that space, I do not take it lightly. Mm. I don't take it for granted at all so god is good yeah sometimes when you go up like go to sleep at night do you sometimes think is this my is this my life at the moment is this how things are (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really funny that you say that because often you know when we are encountering something new Mm. in the choir it's like well this is our life now this is this is our new normal this is it you know things that we were not doing before things that were not happening Mm. we just like counsel each other and say well this is a new normal. This is this is how it's going. So I I don't know if I would have come to that conclusion on my own because, listen, when this whole thing started off, when the um, announcement came out, I hid out in my house for two days. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going outside. I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm just going to jam right here. I'm not going out there. And I did it again on the day of the wedding because... That's when I really realised things have really changed. After the wedding, when we were going across the road to the the green room, mm. I thought we were being mobbed. We had to have bodyguards. I was like, but I feel like, is this what it is to be like famous, have be celebrity, you know? It was really, it was a lot of things. I hid out in my house for two days after that two as well. Two days? Yeah, I was like, Mm-mm. Not going out there. Did you switch off the phone? Anything? Did, like, no communication? Off, oh, no, I was on social media and everything. And, and But you not, just didn't want to go out and be seen at all. And wow. It was, it's a lot for me. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we we process a lot together. Mm-hmm. The choir. Yeah. And, and we talk about it a lot. And if I'm going to be absolutely honest with you, um, when I look back over a lot of my prophetic words because I steward mine I transcribe I record them and I transcribe they are talking about this moment wow 
They're talking about this moment. These are my own words and also words for the choir. I mean, just yesterday, I was just going through recordings and I found something that was recorded back in 2014. And I was like, oh. And the word was, you're going to be singing at the Royal Albert Hall and Prince William is going to be there. And that's already happened. That happened at the Festival of Remembrance back in November. So, you know, I'm sure I've missed a load of words, but yeah, they have been accurate. Like, and and God has been so faithful, just like telling me over and over again, mm. that I, I love a prophetic word. And, you know, I, you know, I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And I'd be encouraged and I'd forget about it. But then when I look back and see how often he was saying, get prepared for this. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's going to happen from so many different angles and people and, you know, it's amazing. God is a promise keeper. Yeah, definitely. It's, it sounds, I'm just like, okay, T, start speaking it, start <laughs> yeah, believing yeah, it, declaring yeah. it. Okay, That's I'm right. going to do that for sure. So when you well, get yeah. your words, you yeah. know, really put a stake in them, mm. put a stake definitely. and declare them, receive them and yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Mm. Um, has music always been something that has been in the blood since when you were younger or was it something you developed later on in life? Very good question, because I don't know if it's in the blood. If you hear some members of my family sing, I could not claim that. It's oh. in the blood. <laughs> okay. But we thank God for them, because they're amazing. <laughs> um, but my mum actually sent my sister and I to piano lessons um, when we were eight or nine or nine or ten, one or two, um, to keep us out of trouble. I thought it's because she saw that we were really talented <laughs> and precocious, but no, she wanted to keep us out of trouble. So I started the piano. We both started the piano then. My sister moved on to the clarinet. I moved on to the oboe. And my, so I didn't actually mean to be a singer at all. That was kind of accidental. What happened was the Winans brothers brought out their debut album. I think it was 1980. Oh, wow. Or 1981. Now, remember I said that I played oboe and my sister played clarinet. So we had two of our younger friends who went to the same school of us, as us, Elaine and Sharon. Elaine took up the bassoon, which she, she really can't play to this day. <laughs> and Sharon took up the, the clarinet. And then Colette, another friend who went to our church, was playing the clarinet and we formed a gospel wind band called wind song oh wow yeah so that group there then became new dawn and that's how i started singing because of the um the winans the question is wow. so that's the potted history and my stepsister then joined and we were six we were a six piece a cappella girl group that went around the churches singing. So you used to go around churches and actual perform? Yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, somebody on Facebook has recently commented on um, a video that we have of, of us singing in 2013 at my stepsister's wedding. Mm. So you can find it on there. You'll see us <laughs> singing. Yeah, but that's how, that's how I started in music. Then mm. Noel Robinson came into the mix because he's from the same church mm -hmm. which is prophecy and he took us under his wing and got us involved in the district choir which is the mass choir for london so that's how my choir education started Gosh. because of him wow so mm. no it seems like no has a hand in quite a lot of people's he, like bringing together he seemed to be like the the, the, the glue to bring he's a so mentor many, yeah to bring he didn't together. even know because back then he was about 19 and he was fathering and mentoring then Wow. He would play music to me and say, Carol, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, the, the, the guitars and listen to what they're doing. And he was just being him. He was not meaning to, to mentor or anything like that. And how I started conducting was that because he knew that Kim and I, my sister, were already musical, when he had to teach a song, but he was too busy to do it to all <laughs> learn the parts, he'd fling us a tape and say, learn that for next week. That's how that really developed my ear. Gosh, that's amazing. Mm. It's great to have people like in the beginning who really yeah. like, you know, cultivated that, that yeah. whole musical, um, the, the, the singing and the yeah. listening and, and build you up yes. before later. Yes, um, yes. So how did you then get into the choir? Um, how did Kingdom Choir first start? Okay, good question. Noel Robinson again. So. <laughs> Where he, is Noel? Noel should be here really. Well, he, well, he should be, mm. but I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> Hi. Anyway, so. He got involved with a radio program called 
gospel train and it was on BBC Radio 2 and he was the MD. Now this program would travel around to different churches and record the services and that would be the program. Now obviously on a service you want a choir. Now some of the choirs needed building up in numbers or they didn't have a choir. So then what Noel got me to, he brought me on board as a, the choir lady and we would then bring people from the district choir to help boost up the choirs. And then after a while, the services weren't coming from churches, they were coming from venues like Greenbelt or um, Westminster Central Hall with Fred mm. Hammond and I'd have to put the whole choir together. That's actually how we started back in 1994. Gosh. Yeah, and it wasn't the Kingdom Choir then. The name came later. Right, okay. So who was the first placement that you got in terms of to sing with? Like, would you say it was a big name that oh. you got to sing with as the choir? The first? Yeah, before know, it became Kingdom Choir. Making Fred, you think back. Before, it would be Fred Hammond. Oh, yeah. Before it was called the Kingdom Choir, it, it would, I think it was Fred Hammond. There were a few others, I think, mm. but I remember him at Central Hall. That was a big deal because I love Fred. <laughs> Who yeah. does it? Like, yeah. Fred's like, yes, yeah. Uncle Fred. Yeah. Okay. So, how did you then think of Kingdom Choir, the name? What? How did that all happen? I didn't. I did, that wasn't me. So, this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a call from Songs of Praise. And they said, oh, we've heard of your choir because we've been doing a lot, but we were not, we didn't have a name. We were the gospel choir host, gospel, sorry, the gospel train host choir. That's who we were. So BBC Songs of Praise rung me up and said, oh, we heard of you and we'd like you to come and sing at our 35th birthday programme. I'm sure Pam actually was the... Um, orchestrator in that <laughs> I don't know if she was the orchestrator but I'm sure she was the presenter on that program oh wow I'm pretty sure she was anyway so the the producer Diane Reed said to me so what's your name then I was like oh we don't have a name because we'd been the house choir mm. and she said well you better get a, a name by tomorrow so, so I could not think of a name for the life of me but that night I went to bed and I had a dream and I dreamt of the name the kingdom choir and I, I didn't even know what the kingdom was then. I didn't really like the name, but I couldn't think of anything else. So when they rang me the next day, I had to give them the name, the kingdom choir. Wow. And that's it. That's it. Just like that. That's the Lord, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. And now the world knows who King and kingdom choir yes, is, yes, for sure. Yeah. So now that, you know, the choir is, is going and established, did you have any fears at the beginning with the choir? And, you know, what kind of struggles did you encounter? Because doing that together, you'd, you'd have some kind of struggles. Like everybody goes through struggles. What were yours? Um, the struggles, struggles, would I call them struggles? I would say the challenges, because I don't really, because I feel that this thing has just opened up, mm. you know, regardless of me. This is not my intention. It's jolly well not my, my idea. That's all the Lord's. But the challenges are, okay, so, we are entering this industry that, I, you know, I don't really, although I've been on TV and done stuff before, being in the industry to the level that we're at with the signing of the, you know, by Sony um, and having management, that's another level. It's another language. It's another world. <laughs> and so that, that has brought about its challenges, understand what the protocols are and having to do things in a, in a different way and leveling up really in a whole other way, bringing a, a company of people along, encouraging everybody, making sure that, you know, we're all seeing the same thing, we're, we're saying the same thing, believing for the same thing. That's not, that has not been a struggle to be fair because as I say, these people are incredible, but you know, we, we almost have to always be one step ahead. Mm to see, you know, to how we're going to manage this, how we're going to do not do that because, you know, things do present themselves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And where there's people, whether it's within the choir or outside the choir, there's always going to be things that you're going to have to navigate. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, you know, making sure that everybody's still, you know, takes ownership, everybody feels valued. Uh, I feel that we do mm. quite well. We have a great culture of honour mm. in the choir. So... 
Those are some of the things. Yeah. How do you maintain, you know, your level of faith? Because, you know, obviously starting the Kingdom Choir from all the way back in 1994, the progression through the years, has there been any time where you think like, this journey is too much, like God, what is this? Like doubted the whole thing. Um, and how do you stay, you know, spirit filled? Who encourages you? How do you maintain your encouragement for yourself? Okay, great, great questions, I have to say. Um, I've never felt like it's too much. I've had to learn to encourage myself in the Lord. I also, I have a great mum, I have a praying mum. When I ask her mum, please, please pray for me. And she'll say, oh, Karen, nevertheless, nevertheless. <laughs> so she's like a rock in my life. I have a, an amazing sister, some beautiful friends. So I'm still friends with New Dawn till this day. In fact, five of us are in the Kingdom Choir, which is precious. So we've been friends for about 40 years. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have um, great counselling, particularly one of them who's really, she's like a spiritual strategizer. She's in the choir and she's like my assistant. Um, and, but, you know, they're just so great in so many ways. I also have a great team of intercessors who are my friends. I have people that I'm accountable to. But also, because I didn't, this was not my aim to to be known worldwide. That was that was not what I wanted. My desire has always been to um, for people to f to find their purpose and their identity in in Christ, mm -hmm. and I do it through the singing. But also, it's I've always had this thing about wanting to leave a legacy in people's lives mm -hmm. and to understand that actually the young people that I was surrounded by, that my ceiling should be their floor. So they they launch off of what they learn from me, that's their platform, and they do bigger and better and higher. So that's always been my thing. And I think it's because my mum is 81, but my mum to this day talks about her teacher, Mr. Henry. I've never met Mr. Henry. Mr. Henry, I think, died before I was born. But she's never forgotten this man and what he planted in her. And a lot of her principles come from Mr. Henry. Oh. For the children that I have taught, the young people, I've always wanted that, to leave something that was, you know, rock solid in them. Some purpose, sense of identity, moral character, something that they could take forward mm. into their lives, something that would shape and guide them. And <clears throat> some of them have said, when I've been thinking about this or that, I could hear your voice in my, my ear. I'm good. If it's going to grow them or take them onto somewhere that's great and brings them into their, mm. their destiny, then that makes me happy. So I've always been able to um, say, well, this is hard. So th before this journey, this is hard and I'm tired. But actually to keep the purpose and the vision in mind and in front of you. That's the thing that encourages me. Along with the usual things, the normal things, the things of life that give you life, like prayer, fasting. I'm not very good at fasting. I really like my food, as you can tell. But reading the word of God, <laughs> reading books, listening to messages, getting life where you can and making sure you get that life, even when you're feeling, uh, hmm. you know, you, you get that life where you can. Yeah, so you're always kind of like making sure that you're intentional about yeah. making sure that you get fed daily yes. with the word. But yes, even if I'm not f being fed daily with the mm. word, find something somewhere. Yeah, something of substance yeah. to make sure that you The prophetic words that I, you know, mm. that I would read those over and over again. I couldn't really understand them because they looked they look like a million miles away from my reality. But I would read them because they would, they would encourage mm. my soul. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to go back a little bit. Um, yes. I was reading your um, bio and it said that, you know, you actually used to be, yes, have a different job before you did singing. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. You worked in IT yeah. for uh, 11 years. Yeah. Tell us about this IT job and was it, <laughs> what was it like? As, as with most things in my life, I kind of stumbled into it. So you talk about intentionality. My 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 work life, I've never really been intentional at all. So I kind of stumbled into it. 
I started as a technical assistant and it turned into something else over the years. So I worked there, I shan't say where, but for 11, <laughs> 11 years. They were, they were not the best years. Oh. And it, because I, I was really bad at the job. But well, they still kept you though. I don't know why, but I was terrible. I was really terrible and I was unhappy. I don't know. I don't know. And then anyway, the opportunity to, um, uh, yeah, to, well, what happened was we were chupied out, which means we were taken over by another company. And they, I was part-time at that time because I was doing a lot of music on the side. Right. And they said, you can, <laughs> you can stay, but you have to go full-time. I was like, nah. -uh. I am not going full-time in IT. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I took the little down to see money and I ran. Wow. Yeah. It's like that. Like, thank you, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Like, yes. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know <laughs> what I was going to do. I had no clue. But I never forget. One colleague said to me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure she didn't particularly like me, but she said, you've got a good future ahead of you. I don't know why she said it. She, you know, she was, yeah, anyway. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And so three <laughs> weeks later, I was asleep in my bed because I had no job. And a lovely lady by the name of Tina Brooks rang me up out of my bed. And she um, had had me into her school to lead a workshop previously. And she said to me, <clears throat> Karen, um, can you come and cover this class? One of our teachers hasn't come in. And... Um, I said, but I don't know how to teach. She said, oh, don't worry about that. We've got lesson plans. I was there for eight years. Eight years. She left me there. She went off and had three babies. <laughs> left me in the school. Huh? Eight years. But what encouraged <laughs> me about that, and the reason why I tell that story, is because I'd have a word from a lady at Ruach who said, I see you being a mentor of young people, particularly of young ladies. And that was the beginning of so much for me, wow. working in the schools. Mm. Gosh, so, so a lot of things were just being planted yes, for, yes. for you to look back later and yeah, think, I say, makes sense now, this yeah. is why this is here. Absolutely. And whatnot, which is great. Yes. All right, so let's talk about um, the moment um, Kingdom Choir exploded onto the world <laughs> stage. I mean, you, you've been going for so many years and you'd, you'd tour, you'd not, well, you'd go to like other countries yeah. and, you know, minister in churches yes. and workshops. Yeah, yeah. Which has been your favorite place to do workshops? The ones where I get to start in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, the ones where you can sleep way and then you do two hours in the afternoon and then you're free then. <laughs> Does that, is that bad? It is what it is. It's okay. They're all lovely. I love them all. They're all really great. <laughs> um, so, um, with Kingdom Choir, um, how did this whole journey begin in terms of, you know, getting the call? Um, did they see you? What happened? Because No, they didn't see us. Um, apparently, now I wasn't there, so I didn't have the conversation, <laughs> but apparently Prince Charles really likes gospel choirs. Wow. And to be fair, back in 2010, I had a school choir that won um, the Songs of Praise School Choir of the Year. And after that, they got an opportunity to sing in Buckingham Palace. And he was there. Amazing. And he made a beeline for the choir afterwards. <laughs> he would had big conversations, asked the children this, that and the other. And I clocked that. I was like, oh. he was really for the children. But obviously, also, he really likes gospel music. So it was his idea. Now, a young lady used to sing in Kingdom Choir about 10 years ago. She is very good friends with a member of Prince Charles' staff. So the member of staff's staff was tasked with finding the gospel choir and came to this friend who used to be in the choir. Wow. Isn't that really funny? <laughs> <sighs> That's why it's good to be good and just good to be doing what you're doing and yeah. just be focused and deal with excellency. Yeah, yeah. Completely. Yeah. yeah. And then, so then you got the call and said, they come, could you come and do this? Yes, we'd like to invite you to sing at the royal wedding. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure you saw just before the royal wedding, there was all this stuff on Facebook and what they're going to eat and who's going to be the choir and they're going to have a gospel choir and blah, blah, blah. And you, you dream about that, don't you? You think, oh, wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be nice to be part of that little, yeah. the set list yeah. of all that kind of stuff that's happening? Wouldn't it? Yeah. So when I got that call on the bus, I was like, you're joking, right? That's what I said. <laughs> that was my response. Really nice, right? And they just went silent. And that's when I knew 
They're not joking at all. This is real. Gosh. This is real. This is real. Wow. And did you get to meet, I guess you got to meet them and the couple and yes. just talk about what they would like and, and what were they like in terms of, and were you scared? Like, I mean, this is like, this is, I mean, you'd met Prince Charles already. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I guess that's okay. But then like Harry and Meghan are a completely different level. Like, were you a bit scared or like, okay, I hope I don't say anything silly or, uh, you know. Well, of course you don't want to say anything silly <laughs> or say anything that goes against royal protocol. Right. So I guess I was nervous, but not not in the fluttery way, that not that way. You just want to do well. But actually, they're the loveliest people, most down to earth and uh, just really nice. You mm. know, they gave us tea and biscuits <laughs> and oh, you had water. Biscuits. <laughs> we were all trying to watch our weight at that point. So <laughs> not too many biscuits. But um, yeah, they were really nice. I feel... Like they're a power couple. Mm. That's how I feel. I feel that they're going to do good things. They're already doing good things. Premier Christianity magazine. In this month's issue. Another street preacher arrested. A nurse sacked for sharing her faith. Many are asking, is secularism on the rise? And if so, what should we do about it? Plus, we interview Christian Concerns Andrea Williams, the worship leader Lou Fellingham, and the woman who survived the Rwandan genocide and learned to forgive her enemies. And if you're wondering which of the many Christian festivals to attend this summer, we've got a quiz to help you decide. For your free copy, visit premierchristianity.com forward slash free sample. The Profile. You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. Welcome back to The Profile here on Premier Christian Radio. On this week's show, Lady T is in conversation with the director of the Kingdom Choir, Karen Gibson. Let's listen in to the second part of their interview together. After this whole, um, the royal wedding and on the day, um, what what was your preparation like in terms of like the day? Because, you know, you're about to sing at Harry and Meghan's wedding in front of the whole world. Like, what did you guys do as a team to like, you know, be there for one another and encourage one another? Because that's like a scary thing and nerves can get the better of yeah. in this situation. Well, in the run up, we did a lot of praying. A lot of, uh, for us, it was like an assignment. Mm. This was something actually pointed towards, we'd had words. So it was kind of, Really, this? So for us, it wasn't scary because we felt that we had something to do. Uh, we got our intercessors, a number of us in the choir have our own intercessors. So mm. we got them to really cover the whole thing in prayer. We pray about not just the event, but and not just the people who were there, but the people who would be listening over the airwaves. So we, you know, we, we put a lot of time, and that would encourage, there's nothing like praying and worshipping together with a team of people and standing on the promises to encourage one another. Nobody was scared on the day, you know. Nobody was scared. We had something to do. Mm. They had a job to do and you had, had to execute it. That's right, yeah. yeah. So no, no nerves. I think the, the, the um, most worrying thing for me was standing at the back, Whilst Bishop Steve, what's his name? Bishop Curry? Yes, Michael Curry. What's <laughs> the name? Yeah. Sorry if I forgot it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Bishop Curry um, was preaching and just waiting for it. I was on stilettos, which I don't do. <laughs> I felt like I was going to pass out <laughs> waiting. It, and not that he was that long, not by our standards. Other people, yes, but not by our standards. Yeah. But the stilettos were killing me I had to be quoting scripture over me <laughs> yeah that was my, that was my hairiest moment but to be scared to sing there no no no, no. we just we were ready mm. we wanted to get this done and do it well and give the couple this gift yeah, yeah. was it hard to choose who was going to be singing in the choir that day yeah that was that was because in my head I'm thinking this is great but I, I was thinking to myself I was like how on earth did she choose these individuals? Like, how did she choose, or who made how 
the cut? Who made the cut? How did you know who was going to make the cut? Because that was my thinking. Ah, uh, yeah. Because they're all great, but like, how? Make the cut. Yeah. So the people who made the cut were the people, most of the choir. Some of them could not do it because they, you know, one lady was pregnant. Mm. Some people, because of their work, they couldn't make the, the rehearsals, which, yeah. you know. So some people could not. And then I invited some other people. Uh, you know, into the choir because we'd had relationship. We'd had great connection, you know, in the past. And I wanted to give them, you know, an experience. My sister was not in the choir, for example. Oh. Um, before, she, my sister, Kim and Vernon Samuels, they run their own choirs in Bristol. Okay. So they were not in the choir beforehand, but I wanted to, you know, say, come experience this with me. I didn't know that the journey was going to continue for months and months and months mm. afterwards. Uh, and, you know, so um, that's really, that's really it. People who I had great connection with, mm. people who um, could bring something to the table, whether it be a great voice or spiritual discernment, spiritual eyes, or, you know, that thing where people could really go to God and say, we need a word, please. Do you understand? So it was it was a number of things that I was looking for. It's never just been about the singing for me. Yeah. Never. Mm. So after the whole wedding, then, you know, this album comes out, your first album as yeah. a choir. Um, well, actually, no. Oh. It's the second album. Second album. Yeah, yeah. we oh, actually okay. released the first album. A lot of people don't know about it. Well, so a lot, some would, but not, not everybody. Not everybody, yeah. Yeah, so in... 2004. Oh. Yeah, called, um, and it was with uh, Christian Aid. We are sponsored by Christian Aid. And the album's called Smile, It's a Brand New Day. Okay. And so that was the older members of the, not old in age, but former members <laughs> who, who were on that, including Paul Lee, who's still in the choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so this is our second, you know, as an artist, if mm -hmm. you like. Mm -hmm. This is our first as an artist. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people were surprised about the album, you know, the songs that you were singing and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that down to you or was it because of this new world that you're in? It was just like, they want you to, they want to package <laughs> you in such a way yeah. that you were appealing to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and obviously you have the people who've been with you, the gospel community, you know, and then they're now <laughs> seeing you sing songs that aren't gospel. Like, um, was that your, was that, your idea and how did you and how did you cope with the backlash of that as well because okay. i'm sure there would have been and people saying why did you do this and why can't you do this or, have you, you know what are you still christian you know and <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of people have mm. come to me personally and said mm. that but i think i've heard that the there's, talk, there's kind the of talk. rumblings mm -hmm. and to answer your question was it me i suppose if it were entirely up to me i would have done uh a full-on gospel. Proper gospel, man. <laughs> Proper gospel, yeah. that's really funny. Um, but I'm glad it wasn't up to me. So okay. I'll tell you why. Stand By Me, the version that you heard, that wasn't my version, but it's the version that lit up the world. Mm. Yeah? The couple asked for that song. I would not have chosen that song. I'd have done some you know, bells and whistles, gospel, and all the, not everybody can access that. Mm. They wouldn't understand it. We're singing to the world. That version of Stand By Me was the 12th version because when they said Stand By Me, we gave it the full gospel treatment, Stand By Me, that's what we did. And they came back and said, no. Third version, no. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th version, no. They didn't even get to hear the 12th version because we ran out of time. My point is this, we can do things in our own way mm. and it, it, we're indulging ourselves. We can satisfy ourselves because it's what we're used to, that's how we've grown up. But how many people, what about the people who actually don't quite understand the riffs and the lashes and the licks. What about those? Do we want to reach people mm. or do we not? So that song, the one song 
made our website crash twice in one night. Yeah. The Instagram following went from 700. I remember that. Too. Yeah. To from the Friday. I can't believe it. To 35,000. I can't believe it. Now, you, if we had mm. done what we wanted to do, mm. would we have impact, had the impact? I think no. Yeah. It taught me a huge lesson because I was coming in with my gospel girl pride and my gospel girl knowledge and this is our music and let's sing it how we want. No, Karen. No, God said. Learn a different way. You want to impact the world. That's what you said, Karen. This is what's going to do it. Not your way. And so now by the time the album comes around, I'm like, mm, I've, I've got to learn my lesson here. Mm. And going low, going with a bit of humility. Not, it's not always going to be the big licks and the big this and that's going to touch people. And to be fair, Lady T, the testimonies that have come back, about that album. Okay, so it's not what the gospel community might be used, but there's a huge lesson about what maybe we could be doing to reach the more, mm. to get the more. It's not always gonna be how we think it should be. That's been one of the hugest lessons of my entire life. Remember, I've been doing gospel for a good while. I am not a young person, so I was set in my ways. Gosh, that would have been a, a huge lesson to learn, you know, because you've got to eat some humble pie. Yes, humble pie, not always your way. Mm. What's the best way? In fact, what's God's way? In fact, what's the kingdom way? Mm. We were given that name for a reason. Amazing. The record deal with Sony. That was out of the blue. Obviously, you know, you have the album, which is, which is great. The album came through Sony. Yeah. Yes. How, like, did you ever expect to be signing a record deal with one of the biggest labels in the world? Like, you know, when that when, when it was even presented to you, it would be like, what's going on here? Like, I don't understand. Do I need this? Did it take a lot of thought and prayer because it's a big deal? And is it something that you thought, no, I don't need it? The album was uh, the door to Sony was opened by our manager and our, our manager is the only person who actually sought us out for management, the only person. Now, I won't mention his name because a lot of the industry, a lot of people in the industry said, uh, mm, we're unsure. This is what I was getting back. But I thought, let me just see for myself. And this man just opened so many doors. I would have never... I remember back, way back in the day when I was singing in New Dawn and Noah was like, <laughs> you should make an album, you should do this, you should do that. And the six of us, we were just these young girls who just loved the Lord. We just wanted to sing for Jesus and, <laughs> and not for money. And I kind of carried some of that. I never, so I was never going after a record deal. Mm. That was not me. But this manager, this man, he's gotten us through all these doors and has given us so brought about so many opportunities that I would never never, never considered but it's all for a reason you know mm. it's all for a reason and what it's doing is it's introducing people to gospel people who had never even thought that gospel was a thing they were not even aware of that there's this whole music that actually brings life and joy and peace and hope. Mm. And so you say that the songs on the album aren't gospel, but actually they're songs that bring about life. And we have the testimonies to, to, to say that people have, you know, one woman said, my mum loved your album uh, and she would play it often, all the time. And your music was the last music she heard before she died. People talking about having encounters on a plane or, you know, as they're washing the dishes or just the most incredible things. I could send them to you. They are amazing. So it's not gospel in the way that we understand it, but does it carry life? Is it releasing the kingdom to people? Yes, it is. Mm. So we have got something to, there's something, something to be said for, 
it's not always going to be the gospel lick that's going to bring life. You know, it's not always going to be the gospel shout. No, it's when people can access God through a song that we didn't think people should be, you know, finding God to. God is far bigger. And we say it all the time. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. God's thoughts are different. He's far, far bigger. There's so much to be found in God. We have some of us who have been in the church or been in the gospel for years. We haven't yet touched. This is me included. We haven't touched the beginning of the bigness and the greatness of God. So, yeah, it's not gospel as we know it. Yeah. His kingdom, though. Yeah, definitely. Did you have a choice in the songs that were picked for the yeah, album? We yeah, we did. So it was purposely picked by you and like, these are the ones that are going to yeah. make that impact. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. That's, it's, it's just great to see like, because I, I, for me, I know I, when I saw it, I was like, I wasn't <laughs> quite sure. Yeah, because you look at it, even me, you know, doing radio and I'm thinking, how, like, yeah. why? But there was a purpose yeah. for each song and Absolutely. why. Absolutely. The, the wedding really taught me a lesson. Mm. And to be fair, when... <laughs> Because I'm that gospel girl, when um, they kept, you know, saying, not that version, pair it back, strip it down, I was, it would be like a, a sigh. That was a real challenging time because it was so far removed from what I wanted to do. I, and when we did that final version, it was so plain. It was so simple. I was embarrassed. I was like, the gospel community are going to laugh me to scorn. <laughs> That's what I thought. That when, that when that version, because it wasn't gospel as I knew it. There was none of the licks or the lashes or the riffing up. We just had to do it plain, 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 plain. But that, I thought that spoke more. That spoke more than the even the original or whatever you, because I felt like, I think, I don't know for anybody else, but listening to it, it was almost like this like, I don't, it's not haunting, but there was just something about it that was just like, you felt it, you were then like, you know, if, if someone was married or with someone, they would feel like, God, I love you. Like, just listen to that, I, I love you. I don't know what the song is doing, but I love you. You know, so it had that kind of like, there was something about it, that yeah. stripped back feeling was, and it doesn't always have to be like. Yeah, but I didn't know that until mm. afterwards. Mm. I was going in with my gospel understanding. So that taught me a lesson about what this album could be capable of. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So now you're about to go on tour soon. Yeah. What are you hoping for the next, I don't know, five years for Kingdom Choir? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> what am I hoping? I really want to... We want to be, we want to break new ground as a gospel recording artist that has been given a platform, albeit unexpected, but we've been given this a, a platform with which to influence and to make impact. And I want to be able to do that in the biggest way possible, not just through singing, but through things that we hope to build we have something to say. There's many writers in the choir. There's lives to be touched, you know. So I, I think more of the same, but bigger and better. Mm. That's, that's what I would say. We want to be able to continue. We want longevity in this industry for good, yeah. to touch people's lives and to reach people in, in all levels of society. That's what we want to do. And do you think you'll do another album where, you know, you go back to your gospel roots? <laughs> well, I think what we want to do is actually, <laughs> so funny, we want to do kingdom. We want to establish a kingdom sound. That's what we really want to do. A kingdom choir sound that is a kingdom sound. The sound of the kingdom where you find love and joy and peace and hope and redemption and reconciliation, a sound that actually goes straight to the spirit. 
that's that's the album that I want to release where lives are changed I hear a song and their lives are changed and it'll be more our sound mm. yeah yeah I, I'm very proud of the Stand By Me album I think it's a great body of work um, but we want to always evolve and develop so mm, definitely yeah and what would you say to your uh, to the naysayers because I know there's been um, there was something recently that uh, a well-known gospel artist said about Kingdom Choir you know about you know why are you they're a choir why are they doing circular songs and all that kind of stuff I'm going to say you know Don McClurkin did come out and say about your why why are you doing stuff like this and you know and some people responded like kind of agreed and then other people didn't but like what would you say <laughs> First of all, I didn't know that Donnie McClurkin said anything of the sort. So thank you for for letting me know. I don't have to cry not either. And and I think it's because I don't listen to too much mm. what people say. I do listen to what God says. I, I honestly I just wanna I wanna see what he sees, hear what he hears, have his heart. And and it, it, you know, the Bible Come on, it's full of people who did things that were a little bit odd to the majority. Boy, and, <laughs> that's and too look, questionable. <laughs> right, and then look what was, you know, what they, they reaped because of it. Mm. Souls and nations, because they did the thing that was way out the way. And I'm not saying I'm like the people in the Bible, but I'm just saying it's not, on the, it's not always going to look like how you think, mm. is it? I mean, Stand By Me, it was not the song that I was, and definitely not that version, but it's given us a platform and I mean to use that platform in the way that he says, but it's not anybody else. Mm. So yeah. 2018 was a phenomenal year. Mm. I mean, Kingdom Choir, psh, literally in front of the world, <laughs> literally. Um, and you're about to go on tour this year. Yeah, we're doing our UK tour, our first UK tour. Um, it's uh, exciting, it's daunting, it's overwhelming, it's a blessing, it's so many things. But yeah, um, we're all really looking forward to it. So yeah. we're busy rehearsing <laughs> at the minute and that's a lot, a lot is of it fun. Quite intense? Intense. Is intense? it quite intense? You know, it tours are intense because there's a lot that you have to mm. manage and a lot that you have to navigate. And, and of course we've got I think over 40 people in the choir so there's a lot wow, of people yeah to manage yeah to manage and there's expectations from the choir from you know the public at large from management from this body that body so it, it's a lot of things but uh if you don't have challenges you don't build those muscles you that's know that's true challenges mm. build you yeah they really do build it yeah okay so um what's going to be happening and, and what can we expect from the tour okay so we uh the tour starts on the 29th of april um and it uh it ends about a month later i should know the end date <laughs> but what i can tell you is that a year to the day um of the wedding we'll be at the royal albert hall oh, wow. so on the 19th of may We'll be at the Royal Albert Hall. We have 18 dates. We start in Sheffield and we end in Cardiff. Oh, wow. I believe. Okay. Yeah, I hope I got that right. <laughs> anyway, don't quote me, even though I'm on radio. Anyway, so, um, yeah, 18 dates. And we're hoping for a real good time of connection with the, with the audience. Mm. You know, this will be, apart from the Union Chapel, which we did in November, which was fabulous, sold out, really powerful. Um, this will be our first time that we're actually getting out to the, the whole country, to people who we've never met, never seen. Mm. I mean, it's just going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Was it important for you to really go out this time around rather than, you know, people see you and admire you, but was it really to go out into like different pockets of the country really, where people really Really, really important. I mean, it's nice going on television. <laughs> I'm not going to knock it. It's <laughs> nice being on radio and being recorded and having out. That's really nice, but there's nothing like connection. We're wired for connection, you know. Mm. We're wired to, to like to meet up and to talk and to look into each other's eyes and, you know, to feel each other. We're wired for that. God made us for that. And to see people's live responses. I mean, we've had some incredible testimonials from the album mm. and how people have received the album, which is absolutely beautiful. But 
to be able to look at people, maybe hug them and just hold their hands or laugh with them, dance with them, clap with them. That's just going to be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so where can um, where can we buy tickets? From? You can buy the tickets from um, Live Nation. That's where who's sell- selling the tickets at the minute. But you know how it goes with tours. Yeah. You know, people... Try to buy it, and yeah, then yeah, that's right. So the, well, we've got all that going on. But anyway, we won't talk about that. But yes, we can get get them from the Live Nation website. Brilliant. Mm. Okay, so uh, three reasons why they should come. Ooh, because um, I feel that it's going to be an amazing experience. Mm. There's nothing like live gospel, you know. I mean, it's great on TV and and the recording. Nothing like it live. And I feel that people are going to really get an essence of the... This number two, by the way. Mm -hmm. They're going to get a real great essence um, and feel of who the choir are. We rehearse twice a week, but I've got to tell you, we... I love rehearsals because I love those people because they make me laugh, they make me think. We worship together, we eat together. Um, and it's just a lot of good times. And I want to share that. I don't want to keep that to myself, <laughs> but I want to share it. So that's number two. Number three, I think, as a, a gospel practitioner, somebody who's led workshops for many years in different, different parts of the world, I've seen how people have had encounters just through singing maybe one or two songs. People, teachers have written me and told me how children's lives have been changed through singing gospel music. Why not spread that around? That's, you know, you want a bit of life, you want love, you want hope, you want inspiration. Maybe you want healing. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go that far. You know, come along, come along to the concert. I I think, I really do feel like we're going to have an amazing time. Awesome. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, Kingdom Choir on tour starting the 29th of April. Make sure you get your tickets at Live Nation. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you Thank and you. just the journey of, you know, the choir when it first started, your life and the future for Kingdom Choir. I just thank you for, um, you know, it's it's not easy to take such a mantle and then take it out to the world. I'm sure there's fears, but you know what? Everything is possible with God. So yeah. um, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for showing us all that you continue to do uh, and taking us on the journey with you. You're so welcome. And it's been a pleasure thank you. having you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to The Profile here on Premier Christian Radio, also available as a podcast. If you want more details on that, just go to premierchristianradio.com forward slash the profile and you'll be able to access past episodes of this show. A final reminder as well that you can request a free sample copy of the latest issue of Premier Christianity magazine. That's the UK's leading Christian magazine and it sponsors this show and makes it all possible. Why not get yourself a copy completely free of the May issue? of Premier Christianity magazine. The link one more time is premierchristianity.com forward slash free sample. I'm Sam Hales and you've been listening to my colleague Lady T in conversation with Karen Gibson from the Kingdom Choir. Really hope you enjoyed that conversation. We'll be back at the same time, same place next week for another great interview. Until then, have a great week.